In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. The champion must And welcome to another edition of Defend Your Movie. I am one of your hosts, Sean Donnelly, joined by the very affable, very, very loyal Andy Fury, everybody. Ooh. Two adjectives <laughs> that I have never used before on the show. Uh... Andy, how are you, buddy? I'm Thank good, you so man. much for you? joining me once again. Like we do this every week. Of course, and uh, I'm 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 doing good, man. How are you? I'm I'm you know pretty good. I feel like I had a weekend in St. Louis. I did shows there. They were great. Thank you. If you came out and you listened to the podcast, thank you so much. Uh, no defenders came up to me, but thank you so much for coming out to the shows. But it wasn't like a party weekend. Like usually out there, those guys that work at that club, like they'll hang and they'll drink for a while. Right. But it was kind of low key. So I would go back every night. And they had Showtime on demand on the TV in the Ooh. hotel. It was actually pretty great. So I watched. Like I feel so prepared for today because I watched about. I rewatched a couple of movies and I watched about like a couple that I had never seen before. Yeah, that's nice when you have something like that for like seventy two hours. You just go because oh. like I don't have Showtime at home. Yeah. So you're just like I'm gonna binge. Everything. I'm gonna binge whatever because things that pop up that you never you haven't watched in a while yeah. you haven't seen before. So I have a bunch for. Uh, uh, for this week's, so what did you what did you watch this Ooh, week? Okay, I have two. You have two. Yep. Okay, let's go to you first because I'll, I'll I'll mention mine after. Okay, as you guys know, I have another show on Sirius XM on the Raw Dog Channel called the Raw Report, and we had guest uh, we had a guest on this week. Uh, from Jay and Silent Bob, Jason Muse. Oh, that's pretty awesome. So they sent me the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Uh, the new one. I got the, uh, with the screener. Right. Did you get it just emailed to you, or how did yeah, they do it? so okay, I yeah. just clicked on a link, and I was able to watch it. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, those, I'd be lying if I didn't say those, I loved those movies, and they were a large part of, like, my, uh, and you're also came from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. Yeah. He loves hockey. I love hockey. Yes. And, uh... I love Mallrats. Mallrats, when I was a sophomore in college, we had a movie channel that just ran four or five movies on a loop. Oh, really? Like it was through the college? Yeah, in our car. Yeah. Oh, so it was like a closed circuit and television exactly, thing. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. And Mallrats was one of them. And I mean, I could recite that movie from start <laughs> to finish like Jaws. You know what I mean? Do you still think you could do it? Uh, I still think I could remember a lot. I haven't yeah. seen it in a while. Yeah. But it still holds a soft spot in my heart. And uh, so I love, uh, and Jason, he always made me laugh as the Jay character. So it was fun to meet him. He's doing great. You know, he had a couple, you know, issues in the past, but he seems, yeah, a lot of, he seems a lot of really stuff, healthy right? and sober. Yeah. And uh, um, he, he clear. And it was a fun interview. And so I watched that. The movie, if you're familiar with all the Jane, Bil Jane Silent Bob stuff. It's like your ultimate break the fourth wall movie. Yeah, straight back. This was literally a movie in a movie inside a movie. Right, right. And it was fun. They do a lot of fun references. There's a, you know, they the Signs of the Lambs reference. They do a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross reference. And everybody's in it. 
everybody who's ever been in a Kevin Smith movie makes another appearance. So if you like those movies, I don't know, maybe... It, it was a lot of the same kind of stuff, though. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah, we've heard these jokes a lot. So it wasn't anything groundbreaking, but it was like nice Not and comfortable. Not at all, but yeah. It felt Sometimes like it's was, all you need. Yeah. Sometimes all you need is like... Uh, I think that's why I think I like that Adam Sandler mystery movie so much on yeah, Netflix because sure. I was like I'm familiar with this world Adam Sandler's fun Jennifer Aniston is all I think Jennifer Aniston's super talented of course super ta- I think Jennifer Aniston stands out like if you look at a lot of famous actresses now even TV ones Jennifer Aniston stand, can stand out from that group she can do comedy she can do drama she can do whatever and like she like I don't know it just seems like a uh, like a beacon of talent to me I don't know yeah, yeah. but um, and also she's fun to watch and she's she's like 50 something and she's like unbelievable looking it's insane, you know, what she looks like. Oh, yeah. So I feel like that. Was it like that? It where nice. it was like, like, did you bring you back to the days of like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it makes you, were, you think of all the other movies. and Yeah. Like his wife was in it, obviously. It was a big family affair. His wife, his daughter. His daughter was in it. Uh, she's all grown up now. His daughter, Harley Quinn Smith. Right. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, who I believe was also one of the uh, Manson girls in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, she was. I think she, I think she was. Um, Jay's daughter is in it. Uh, all their friends, everybody is in it. Oh, that's it's a real so big funny. family affair. Yeah, they. Well, you know, there's a story. I read a thing about him and Affleck, about Kevin Smith and Affleck. They weren't talking for years. Oh, really? They had a rift. I forget why. And then something happened. Something inspired him to just full on uh, write like this, this like mea culpa text to, to Ben Affleck. Is a heart attack? Maybe it was after his heart attack. Maybe that was it. Maybe he went, I forget it. I read this article about it, and it's like, you know, this giant text he wrote to him, and then he dropped a couple of, like, Game of Thrones references or something, and that's what got... Affleck, Affleck wrote back and he was like, "Well, I, I got to do it for the king. Like he made like a king reference or something. That's funny. I the, so that's how they got back on track, and that's why because Affleck's in it, right? Oh yeah, and that's why he's in it. That's why he's in yep. it. So I thought that was interesting. It was actually a pretty cool. If you look it up, look at Kevin Smith, Ben Affleck, and then the name of the movie, and you'll probably get the article if you if you look it up gotcha. online. But it's, it was really kind of heartwarming. Yeah, everybody's in it. There's some actually. There's some fun cameos of people who you wouldn't associate with the. Uh, Jane Silent Bob franchise. Oh, really? I won't give any away if you're going to plan on watching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the regulars are there. Uh, my close personal friend, Matt Damon, is in it, um, <laughs> as we know. Yeah, we know. You're good buddies with Matt Damon. <laughs> we heard all about it. I did mention this last week, though. Uh, you know, it's this, we're such big Seinfeld fans. I told you about it, but I didn't tell the listeners, the defenders, I uh, had a Seinfeld experience. Yes, I, you know I did a spot on the on Tom Papa's, a great comedian, one of my favorites, good buddy of mine. I go on the road with him a lot. He, he used to open for Seinfeld, and they're good. Buddies. Tom Papa's an amazing comic, amazing comic. And uh, well, you so, watch him, and you're like, why do I do it? Yeah, he's like on that line where it's Just, like, yeah, know. so net, beautifully funny. And uh, Seinfeld uh, dropped into the comedy cellar, and Papa comes up to me. He goes, "You're going to go after Seinfeld." I went, All right. <laughs> Oh and I God. threw what a you, temper tantrum. What was your first? Did you really? No, of course uh, what not. was your first? You're like now, I saw Seinfeld coming and immediately go. All right, well I'm bumped. Yeah, which is you fine. You just off the show. I actually thought because Seinfeld was probably going to do longer. I go, oh, maybe I'll get cut or like bumped. Right. but no, you Tom, can't. You know, you yeah. eat it. You can't do anything about it. So whatever. And uh, no, they just uh, Seinfeld did like 20 minutes. Did uh, all new stuff I'd never heard before, um, and uh, then like did like a little Q and A. With, I mean, it, it, I don't know if anybody who's listening has ever... As comics, we see this happen a lot because I've seen Seinfeld drop in other clubs and stuff like this. Right. It's so fun 
to watch the crowd realize that they're not being lied to by the MC when they say, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a special guest right here. We'll give it up for Jerry Seinfeld. Yep. And they get loud, but it's then not until they actually get visual confirmation yep. when Jerry watches this. And then they and lost they, Then they, it's another level. They lose their mind. Oh, I brought people up yeah. and gotten the yeah. reaction. <laughs> I had a lady once, years ago, I brought Louis C.K. up, and she looks at me and mouths the words, thank you. <laughs> like it was my choice. Like I'm just calling up my famous friends to come oh, down and do the show now. for you. <laughs> no, well, maybe not. <laughs> but you know what? He's doing great, too. He's performing all over the country, and, and he's selling out. Comedy clubs and theaters. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So, uh, of course, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, well, I have to address it. I'm on right after Seinfeld. And uh, Tom goes up, gives me a very nice introduction, and brings me up. And it's a normal comedy club, comedy seller type welcome. And my friend just go. Yeah, not quite as enthusiastic. <laughs> and that got a big laugh. And then I was just, you know. And, then just uh, off to the races. So afterwards, Tom and Jerry, they're a good follow. That You know, like that, uh, they go, and there was night you addressed it and immediately moved. It was very funny. So uh, oh, big good. Seinfeld moment for, you know, oh die, God, that's you know, huge. diehards. So. Did you get to talk to him or not? Briefly. He, like, briefly uh, introduced and then he ran out of there. Yeah, yeah. That's his but MO. You know, he really, you know no, what, we're, we're big Seinfeld guys. So Yeah. You know what he really would have loved? You should have told him, we have a podcast where we do one Seinfeld reference per show. <laughs> I'm sure he would have been like, well, really? No, Tell I me was, more. Yeah, it was quote. Hey. <laughs> and Jerry, I want you to have this piece of material. <laughs> I asked him if I could keep my coat in the closet. <laughs> Even my mom said that. My mom was like, did you ask for a picture? I go, I would never. I would never. He probably would say no. Yeah. Not only that, I just, we, it's a, you just, it's a, it's a known thing. I Even never. I, yeah, I wanted to so bad. At the, he was at the cellar cellar one time, the McDougal one, and and he was hanging out with Ryan Hamilton, and I remember being like, I want to so badly, yeah. but I, I'm not going to do just, it. No, unwritten You rule. just don't do it. Um, so that was cool. And then. That's amazing. Uh, uh, last uh, two nights ago, I was just sitting at home, and I had this on my DVR forever, and I was kind of feeling like kind of a little battling cold. I feel good today though, but I was just taking it easy, and I watched. And you might be surprised. I have never seen from dusk till dawn. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mentioned in the show before. I saw that five times in the theater. I remember that. But it was happenstance. It was because I went on a date once, and then I went with friends, and then I went with somebody else. So it wasn't just because I was in love with it. I do like the movie a lot. But it was. I think it was. Uh, it was more Tom Savini driven. Like Why, the because of the makeup and stuff? The yeah, effects? It yeah. really felt like they well, were he's like... he's in it, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's he a great... Sex Machine. Sex Machine is a great part. And uh, I felt like they were just like, do whatever you want. You just, you know, sky's the limit. Have at it. Oh, yeah. It's, I don't think they cared what happened. But, yeah, yeah. but I also... Uh, one thing I love, which I've also mentioned on the show before, I think when you were here... Uh, do you know the original plan of that movie was? I don't think so. They were just going to release it. Back in 95, when they released it, or 97, 96. whenever... 96, when they released it. They were going to just release it as like an on-the-road uh, bank robber. Um, okay. We're, on, we're trying to escape kind of movie to get to Mexico kind of movie. So all the promo for it was just going to look the, what the movie was, was just Clooney and Tarantino. on Like, that was it. It was just them escaping yeah. the cops on the, on the way to Mexico. So no vampire mentions in the promo, in commercials, in radio, nothing. And then when you got there, you know, the first week the movie comes out, the big reveal was going to be like, it turns into a vampire movie. Gotcha. But I think, I don't know why they didn't do that. I think it was just too hard to do it, or something got spoiled before it came out, or something happened. Right. But I would have loved it even more if I would have gone, and then out of nowhere it just turns into what that is. <laughs> because for the first, like, 
30 minutes or 40 minutes. Yeah, it's for like, long, it's, yeah, 40 minutes. The whole thing before they even get to... Uh, so what did you think overall? It's fine. It's, I enjoyed it. Well, it's like very 95. It's very yeah, Tarantino-y. Exactly. It's, it's very campy. It's, it's very Tarantino-y. It's definitely Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. It's definitely Grindhouse-y. Um, it's like gory and you know special effectsy. It's weird. It's it's some of it's silly Tarantino thing he kind of does where he's like, you know, he's got Shaft in there. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, yeah, Robert Roundtree or whatever yeah, his name is. Is that his name, Richard Roundtree? Or that, something like that? that might be it. Yeah, and yeah. And he's got Tom Savini and then young Juliette Lewis. Who you realize is uh, I always in my head made her older than I thought she was. But no, she's, she's like, old. She's older than that. She's in, it's ninety six. No, she's probably yeah, like twenty five. Twenty three. Still pretty young in her. Yeah, career. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was fine. I honestly thought Harvey Keitel was uh, Stephen Root for like <laughs> the first ten minutes of the movie because he doesn't really do his his normal Harvey Keitel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like he's kind of soft spoken in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stephen Root. <laughs> Panshot. <laughs> Panshot. <laughs> um, so overall, overall, I, well, I also it watched it. It was fun. It, it, this is also a, t- a thing when timing affects it because when I saw it, I was at my peak Tarantino love and my yeah. wanting to be Tarantino in the worst way and movie director. Like I was like eighteen, you know. When I, it was like when we were like you must have been seventeen yeah. at the time, whatever it is. Yeah, and that one it just eluded me for whatever reason back in high school. I don't yeah, know. that happens to me. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen that I probably should have. But um, like uh, Air Force One, I never saw that. I never saw Air Force oh, One. Oh yeah, I saw that in the theater. Um, but. What you call it? Uh, but from dusk till dawn, I like the. I think it's. I think it's good tongue in cheek. It's kind of actually weird because it's tongue in cheek at, at scenes, and then he like rapes and kills the bank teller. Like it's like really dark. Yeah, there's you know. some uh, some odd parts. One of the other ones I have it was when uh, Selma Hayek first does her very sexy dance. Yeah, and pours like tequila down her leg, off her foot. Into like Quentin Tarantino's mouth. I'm like, you wrote that just for the. I'm sure he did. He has a foot fetish. Yeah. It's a total. I guarantee you. And then it makes you think about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You go, this motherfucker has a thing for feet. (laughs) I mean, he is sucking tequila off her toes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Should we get to the ones that I watched? Absolutely. Okay, so I watched one of the ones I never saw before. I watched Molly's Game. Have you seen it? I don't think so. But it's a, a Aaron moment. Sorkin written and maybe even directed. No, I don't think he directed it. Uh, it's got Jessica Chastain in it. Idris Elba plays a lawyer. He's awesome in it. He's really, really I great. I've not seen Molly's game. It's about this woman who is like a mogul's, like a almost Olympic champion in moguls. Like she qualified or almost qualified and had this freak accident. I think it's based on a true story. It is. Yeah. And. Uh, so then what happens is she kind of doesn't know what to do. Kevin Costner plays her like overbearing, like really like overbearing father, like, you know, kind of pushing her like really hard. So she's just like this machine, like like the narrating is so Aaron Sorkin, but it's just like it gives you an idea of what type yeah, of person she I'm is. I'm starting to remember. Yeah. Yeah. And did you see it? No, but I remember when it came out. Yeah. yeah. And everybody told me how good it was. Um it was good. Okay. One of the best things about it, I think, is Idris Elba. He plays the lawyer, and I think he's, he's really, really good in it. Cool. He's like, uh, one of my favorites. So I watched that. I enjoyed that. I stayed all the way through on it, which is good. And then 
Because she gets involved in, like, that's not even a quarter of the movie. She gets involved in uh, poker room, like, setting up her own poker game, and then, that ha- she, and then she, that's what it's about. Yeah, it's about her yeah, trial remember, right. and how she's getting fucked by the government because whatever. Like, it's a whole big thing. Okay. It's just one of those things you're watching. It's like um, like Jobs, when you watch, like, anything else, Aaron Sorkin, where you're like, gotcha. the whole movie is in the script. The so whole recommended? Movie. Recommended, yeah. All right. Definitely, definitely worth for the acting and for the writing. Absolutely. All right. And then I rewatched The Italian Job, which a lot of people have opinions about. It's a Remake with Mark Arabia. Wahlberg, Most Def, Seth Green, uh, Jason Statham. A great, it's, it's an unbelievable cast. Donald Sutherland uh, is in it, uh, and then Charlize Theron. Yeah, didn't love it. I knew you didn't like that movie. <laughs> I don't. I didn't love the pacing. What do you mean you didn't love the pacing? What, 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 what do you mean I didn't love the pacing? That's, that's nothing I thought it was to a pretty, pretty succinct movie. It was pretty one, two, three. Ba ba ba. We get we. Get, it's, if you haven't seen it, don't listen to the next ten minutes. Uh, five minutes of the podcast. So uh, I'm talking about this for five minutes. Not five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes, whatever. So it's like they get screwed over by one of their guys. Yeah. Then they, get, they, they then right away they're back in L.A. They like it cuts right to Mark Wahlberg telling, and then he kills uh, he yep. kills Sutherland, yep. who's Charlize Theron's father. Yeah. They, then, then the next scene is him being five years later. He's like, "We found him. We're gonna we're gonna rob him." And then and then it goes right into like the setup, and it's a great Ocean's Eleven style. That was just what I was gonna say. You always have to live up to those big heist. Ensemble cast movies. Uh, uh, they do Ocean's a pretty such good a high job. Bar. Uh, it just wasn't for me. And yeah, it's just yeah. like a lesser. It's a lesser cast. Ocean's <laughs> Eleven, and it's just. I don't think it's as fun of a heist. Wait, look at what year it came out. Was it? Was it a response to Ocean's Eleven? Might have been. It might have been without me realizing it because it was a remake. Stand by, gang. While I look this up. <laughs> so then I watched Hell that, and, and I rewatched three. Uh, so yeah. It was because I think oh, well, it was like one or oh two. Yeah, it was like oh one. Oh one was 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 the uh, Ocean's Eleven. Uh, the other thing I rewatched, Baby Driver. Oh, oh what'd you think? Well. It's weird. I don't know why I rewatched it because I got to be honest, I was disappointed the first time I saw it. But there's well, parts of it that I like. I like never saw the beginning of it, so that's why I rewatched it. And oh, well, yeah. The opening scene. You know what got me to watch it again? Because I saw it on the Showtime thing at the hotel. And all, you're right. I was scratching <laughs> my back. I can't get to. it. Jackie Gleason. What are you doing? <laughs> He's like rubbing your back, very animated, rubbing your back. Um, so what happens is when I it was on the Showtime thing, but also one of the things I love that pops up in my Facebook videos this page to screen thing. I mean, yeah, so like yeah, it's really the cool. script to screen videos they have on on Facebook and YouTube. It's a whole series. They did one for the opening. I don't know. It was just a bunch of descriptions, but it was for the opening um, getaway scene from that movie from yeah. Baby Driver. That's the coolest scene in the whole movie. It's I liked it originally. I. Never, I I can see why you would go back and watch it again, especially if you didn't see the beginning. Yeah, um, Jamie Fox. That's the reason I don't like it. I think he yeah, annoys the he crap annoys out of me in that movie. Agreed. I think that the character's way too overly aggressive. It's not. It's it, it, everybody's a caricature of like what somebody in that life would be. Not everybody, but like he is. Yeah, he kind of like and also like and also. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I think who I was working with. Oh, I was with another comic I was working with in St. Louis. Uh, John Hamm he stinks. 
John really? Hamm. Dude, that stinks. The guy. I don't even remember has, him in the movie. John Hamm. That's there. You go. There's there, there's reasoning right there. He plays the guy. He's with that girl. They're in love, and then at the end, he becomes the like the big villain because oh yeah, he gets yeah, the yeah. wife, the girlfriend killed or whatever it is. Yeah, he's miscast a lot. He's miscast a lot. But is he miscast like, a lot, or is the only thing he can do is like Don Draper? Maybe because he is not right for the town. And no, like, he's not right at all for the go, town. What? You got a yes. weird haircut and like, what are we doing here with this and guy? And you're, you're like supposed to be like this hardened, like James Coburn type of like, I'm chasing you down yeah. kind of thing. And he's not. He's just kind of a pussy. And, you know, and also like, even you don't even, you don't even like, buy him as a government entity. Like, you don't even buy him. Like, right. even he has that scene with Blake Lively in the town where he's going, listen, I want to help you. Do yourself a favor. Like. I could act that scene better. Like, the way he acts it is, like, very milquetoast and very mediocre. <laughs> yeah. And I actually like him a lot. I think he's awesome as Don Draper. And totally. He, and he, and uh, he, yeah, it's one of those you might not have... Yeah. Uh, he identifies with I, that role and was so good at it. so it's good at it. It's hard to break that it's mold, hard I think, sometimes. To, but, it's, but I'm telling you, it's not us just being like, he's not playing Don Draper, I went no business I agree with you. It's literally being miscast. That's like you just said. That's yeah. what it is. So I think if you gave him something that it makes sense, like... God, it, casting's so important. Man. He did that movie Tag. He wasn't that bad in that, but that was a comedy. It was kind of like whatever. It wasn't that great of him. It was actually not as good as I thought it, but, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So whatever. So I saw that. Okay. And then I rewatched. Can I all, tell you real quick, as yeah. an aside, what movie... It, you're gonna laugh at this because uh, it has such an important bearing on the rest of the movie. When I was in college and Magnolia came out, me and my girlfriend were late to it, and we missed the whole like coincidence thing in the beginning. Oh, with Ricky Gervais. Uh, when he's explaining, when it's like, yeah, the kid who jumps off the roof and then yeah. gets shot. Yeah, and for the rest of the movie, it's so great, but you're just like. All right, I get. It. Well, I don't really understand why this is all. <laughs> and I watch like a year, but God, what a fucking. Underrated, not underrated, but like it gets overshadowed. I think a little bit Magnolia? by Boogie Nights and Absolutely. There Will Be Blood, but it's so so good. It's so good. It's, it's so one of good. the best acting movies out yes. there. It's the best thing Tom Cruise has done ever done, ha- hands down. Yep, the best acting job, and it's because I told I mentioned on the show already. Jason Robards and Jason Robards. Yeah. I mentioned this. Well, also that's sad too. But I mean, like that's how somebody acts when they're at that 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 stage. Yeah, that's exactly, and he fucking nails it. But that's one thing. The cruise thing is that that's his life. Yeah. He was estranged from his dad, yep. and I think he met up with him on his deathbed. So you can only imagine what real emotion came uh, out of that. so you know? brilliant. I, how he didn't win that Oscar that year. I uh, should have. No. Cruise? No, he didn't win it. But, but it's one of those things where it's like, if you're going to give Cruise an, uh, an Oscar for anything, that's it. He gets the best acting out of unlikely places for people. Yeah. Like, Sandler in uh, Punch Drunk Love yeah. is amazing because he, for some reason, he's writing it for them and he sees what their vulnerability is. I yeah. think, and then he cuts right into that. There's a part when because like Sandler has all those sisters and there's a create the part where like remember we used to call you gay boy like making fun of him yeah. and he's just like boiling boiling and he just kicks the window and it breaks and they're like what the hell's your problem? But it's like <laughs> a perfect perfect like it's it's a like a fever pitch of like it's really really good and he's a weirdo in it but it's like you get it it's relatable it's fever. It's pitch. awesome. Terrible movie. Well, yeah, I don't, I've never even seen it. I won't oh. watch it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I watched that. Then rewatched Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which didn't do well. It's 50, 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. But I'm a fan of the movie. I think it's underrated. I have to look Ben Affleck I, and what's her name from SNL? Who left the girl? Um, my uh, the white chick. What? Bridesmaids girl, yeah. She left SNL. Not Maya Rudolph, but her part, like. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh, what's wait. her name? I can't think of her name. Not sure. Oh it's God! Like, what are you doing with Stiller? 
What's I know you hate Still I hate him. But uh, it's good though. You have to I watch tried it. To, like, and I think I couldn't watch it at home one day. It was on HBO. Well, you hate and Stiller. I, Sean Penn's in it. Plays a cool photographer. I don't like. The, I hate. I kind of hate this concept of of. It's a real story from when we were kids. So he's just a daydreamer. In the that story, goes, he's married and he has all these fantasies, but he never he has like a boring life. Yeah, that's this is that he's single. He's trying to meet somebody, but he has these fantasies where in life he's doing all these things. I've never watched the whole thing. Um, it's not amazing. I think it's shot amazingly, and I think that it's better than people think. Oh, he think directed it, it, too. Yeah. He directed Zoolander. He directed a lot of movies. Yeah, Tropic Thunder he directed. All right. So I rewatched that, and then... Oh, music by Rogue Wave. Band I like. Yeah. Amazing soundtrack, too. I'm telling you, man. Like It's it's better. If you give it another watch, it's better than you would... Uh, Maybe. I can't promise you anything, though. Uh, well, how about... It? That's a, It's mandatory for the podcast that you... <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a homework assignment. You, guys, you warned me going in. You go, I watched a lot this week. Yeah, I did. And then I have, I, I watched some other stuff. And I, it, it went right out of my head. I thought I wrote it down. I went right out of my head, the other stuff that I watched. That's all right. But yeah, that's that's a few of them that I watched. I guess the only really original, the new one was was Molly's Game. But but it was definitely worth a watch. Cool. And the other ones was like, I like rewatching movies. Like, rant, you know, ones I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, it's like reading books from high school that are such great books. But you were just a jerk off in high school, and you're like, "Why well, even barely read this?" Yeah, so you know, I rewatch so it. Go, well, yeah. I really should go back and reread this. You know, exactly. Um, but um, we have a fun meats and potatoes this week. It we is sure a, do. Not necessarily a tribute to one man, but we're going to break down the films, or maybe give you our top five favorite Todd Phillips movies in lieu of you and me having a little fun lunch date tomorrow. <laughs> Right, I, yes. I guess when you hear this, we will. I've already seen the movie, but we're f- taping this on Thursday. Me and Shawnee are going out to see Joker. We're going tomorrow at one p.m. Friday. One p.m. And we'll give you our reviews next week on the pod. So stay tuned for that. But I'm very excited. I'm not going to give anything. I don't know anything to give away. But I saw Greg Stone last night, who went to the premiere on Wednesday, and and he said. And mind you, you guys know what a maniac Greg is from this podcast. <laughs> That's true. They he know. loves and adores everything. Every time we see a movie, he goes, that's my favorite movie of all time. Oh, my God. You just sounded like him when he said What he said? <laughs> you kind of like, that was like a good impression. And uh, he goes, uh, he told me it's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. Really? Yeah. So I, not to get any height. I'm, I'm trying to go in with my expectations. I'm I've, still going in low because of how he is. Do you know what's funny is... I'm going to, I think it's going to be good, but I want to go in low, so I, I should, like it better. I'm going to post this on Instagram if you guys want to follow my stories, at Andy Fiore, but I texted... Remember when we were doing the podcast, and you texted me, you go, did you see the Joker first look, like the still? It was like just when that one little it was picture on Instagram, right? Out. Yeah. And for some reason, in my stupid head, I was like, oh, cool, it's coming out soon. And I have the... I went back in my text messages to me and Greg texting... From September 18th Or from September 4th 2018 I texted Greg I was like Hey do you want to see Like Joker next week Or something (laughs) (laughs) And he went Joker I went yeah I go Don't you think That would be cool He goes I I don't even think They've started filming it yet And then went up and looked. Why I did go, you, oh, you right. thought it because it was? You thought it was a promo. And I, I was like, oh yeah, maybe that's why I haven't seen many trailers or something. <laughs> I was just an idiot. I don't know why. Like I fucking just you don't think assumed it. It was like maybe it looks it looks so finished that you're like, oh, it must be coming yeah, out. I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but maybe something else came out that resembled it that week. So you no, thought. I have I have the screen cap. It's I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you have So the day's finally here I've been looking forward to it For a year and a half apparently uh, Yeah yeah This this will be huge for you (laughs) Um, It's going to be big for me too I'm excited to see the movie I've heard so much about it I'm really excited I've kind of made my assumptions I've watched a video Analyzing the trailer online Oh see I won't I I don't like to do that much I don't usually do that But I I I like to go in fresh Yeah yeah But uh, Jerry Stiller. Um, but here's the thing: it's like uh, there's a Definitely lot of stuff picture. going on now with 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 Todd Phillips because apparently in some interview he uh. said. Um, he switched over from uh, oh, yeah, comedies. Uh, uh, comedies to drama because you can't make comedies and more people come after yeah, you. Yeah, because it's, it's, like, it's well. too woke culture. People come. People just can't. They can't just let comedies be anymore. Whatever he said, and Twitter just went after him. And right away, Twitter did what Twitter gonna do. Yeah, exactly. And Twitter literally right away was like, "Oh, all your movies suck anyway." It's like, but you didn't think that ten minutes ago. You did not. You thought Hangover was amazing. You yeah, like, and also it's Twitter, and you hold no merit. And I think this will. I think people will just eventually. Stop using Twitter. Caring, yeah, using or caring about Twitter, or the people who make are going to just stop using Twitter. Just being like, I don't, you don't affect me whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I, don't I realize this. Like, and, uh, if you thing. ignore stuff, yeah, it doesn't affect nothing happens. And the people who are in control of greenlighting or whatever the people that make have to stop listening to that hoi polloi of it's yeah. just nonsense it's not reflective of what's going on everybody else fucking, is like it literally is Twitter it tweets are the perfect word for it yeah. because it's just fucking t- tweeting just call it white noise what they should yeah. call it. <laughs> uh, and for anything just fucking yeah. stunt. you don't matter well you ever hear the thing about Facebook yeah, all of the defenders matter by the way just so you the can. Elon <laughs> yeah on our Twitter no that, that's different no but it's like that's positive it's always yes. positive well even if it's not it's like I'll still be if you can get about it, movies you know, what, yeah you talk about movies but it's one thing to go like to turn around and go like attack with vitriol right. because the guy right. said it's one of those I hope like, your parents die do you really like, think Todd Phillips is going to say that if he he made a complete career shift because of it like he's not just saying it willy nilly because he wants to tell uh, offensive jokes he literally was like was getting fallback for like silly stupid comedy shit yeah like that's actually happening right. that's why he went into this other other side of the business other side of just doing another movie and that's I'm really excited to see what he does I think he'll be great at it because I think his movies have always had an element of drama to them and like weirdness and like oddballness and quirkiness yeah. if you remember he started as like a documentarian with like frat boy yes where he yeah, put himself through hazing and all that shit. Yeah, for the documentary. So uh, he's not just a, a one note, you know. Right, uh, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Also, like we can get to, I want to get to your list. But I was mentioning you before the show. It's like to make that that switch is so interesting to me when you comedian when you. In in show business, you know, you thought of as one thing for the longest time, and then turn around and be like, "Well, I'm not going to do comedies anymore because it's not fu- it's not fulfilling, and I don't like being attacked for what I'm doing comedies about." So then you're literally switching over to dramas, and you're like knocking out of the park. But it's like one of those things where like, why aren't more comedies taken more seriously if they're done? And if they're made well, and they're technically made well, like I mentioned a couple of you from back in the day, I'll that if they you... were made today, they would be more on the drama side of things. Here's a guy I think who did it right. Who didn't make any sort of big deal about it? Adam McKay. Well, he he did a full on switch though. He did do a switch. But you, he, you, but here's the thing: it's you don't. I don't think there's a n- need to go. Yeah, you just can't do that kind of movie anymore. So I'm not going to. It's like he just wanted. To, he just did what he wanted to do. Made these amazing, hilarious, classic comedies with Will Ferrell, and then just and then, and then they disbanded the company for uh, the Big Short. You know, yeah, like right, exactly. Takes a serious turn, vice with I an mean, element of comedy, a little element, but yeah. it's still 
it's because it's his movie. So now I guarantee you, he has his reasoning for it. And to be honest, Todd Phillips it's not his first drama. He made like War Dogs or something a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, but that but was not thing, even, that I wouldn't consider that a drama. But whatever. But I'm just saying that. What I'm saying is that he made the switch. And then he was asked about it. Like it's not like he made an announcement. I'm switching because I can't do comedy. Yeah, yeah. So right. he's doing promo for this movie, and they go, well, "Why'd you switch?" And then he goes, "Well, this is the real honest reason." If you ask Adam That's McKay, true. it's like a, you know, uh, you put into a corner. You put everything. You get, people. You got to read everything in context. Exactly. You can't just go hear one sound clip and go. And like, well, That's his life motto, and that's what he lives by. It's like you need no. He's answering a question. It's all he's doing. So, but what I find it interesting is like there's a lot of comedies that were made by. Like they're made and the way they're shot, and they're st- like they would be like semi dramas. Like you look at Groundhog Day, and they say Groundhog Day came out today. And those are my favorite kind of movies. Same here because there's there's comedy in life. You know, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's why when I watch, I keep bringing up this movie. I don't know why the mystery movie on Netflix. One of the it's not it's a straight up like silly family comedy. Like not, it's pretty familyish. You fucking love this. <laughs> I wrote this up the time for the mention. <laughs> One of the things that I was mean, great it's about like it the tenth time in three weeks. <laughs> it's a mystery to me why you love this fucking murderman. <laughs> One of the things that they <laughs> You're right, I don't know why I keep going back to it. You know what it is? Because I'm like I'm getting to the point now where when it comes to comedy, I appreciate cleaner comics because it's hard I realize how hard oh, it is to do. Come on. I'm, I, I, I do. I think it's I think it's so much non cheesy clean comics like Nate Bargetzi or like yeah. Ryan Hamilton. You know, know how hard that is to do and actually not label yourself like I'm Billy the Christian uh, right, yeah. I'm going to all the churches yeah, doing yeah, yeah. A, Oh God blah, 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 blah. you know, like I'm not, not doing that. Just doing material that has Happens to be clean, but it's just a killer. Do you know how hard that is to do? Hard. So I'm thinking that with like when it comes to movies now, I'm like, you know, the mystery movie. I'm like, it was just like cool family type movie. All right, I won't mention that. But like even that movie Brooklyn, that was the cool. The, if you watch Brooklyn, that movie that came out a few years ago. <laughs> I felt like one of the boys. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know That's what's going on. Visual. I just saw one of Andy's balls. His <laughs> <laughs> jeans. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. No, no, no. Dude, um, can I tell you what happened? I, I'm low. I'm back to. I wore boxers today, and uh, I'm normally like a Tommy, like a boxer brief guy. But uh, I need to do are, laundry, so I yeah. went back to the boxers. And this boxer is just half like a, a hole in the fucking crotch. And so do these jeans. And that just was the perfect storm right there of one of the boys escaping. It was a slip through. Break. Yeah. <laughs> that, I was not expecting that. I was not. I, didn't know yet, you know, I just I'm looked sorry, down I and I'm like. I sit with my legs crossed. I just, I'm like, did he sit in peach gum? <laughs> Um, anyway, so that, that's that's my point, man. I'm just as it's funny as I'm talking about how how hard it is to be clean in comedy. Look at his balls, everybody! Biggest laugh of the podcast. Biggest laugh of the podcast. Yeah, but that's my point. My point being, like, but even like if you look at um, just if you look at how hard it is and how hard it is to make that stuff. So and, let's get well, to what you were saying before, though, is uh, with. With any sort of merit and recognition for it, but yeah, I think because there should be recognized for any, it. Annie Hall, I think, is maybe the only comedy to win Best Picture. Obviously, I'm just thinking that off the top of my head right now, but I can't remember. And I'm not going back into like the 
so 20s, 30s, right. 40s. Right, like really, the Fair to Remember or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's other ones that have... Not a comedy have, at all. The Fair to Remember? <laughs> I haven't seen it in like, Oh, God, it's... No, a there's not time. a laugh in it. Oh, really? You're the Grand I'm Green? thinking of something else. There's another one where he has to take her Julianne across country. Moore and... No, you maniac. It's like Jimmy Stewart from like the 40s. No, and a fair. I mean, maybe, but there's maybe also they the Grand probably Green book with uh, Julianne Moore. It's a beautiful. It's a they one of my redid it. Then. They redid it. There's one from the there's a black and white version, and there's a, there's that one, and there's also one. I th- I thought it was that one. It was the one with with Cary Grant where he takes the girl cross country, and it's, it's basically a comedy. Yeah, it, it might have been that. But anyway, so what I'm trying to say is that it's. Um, it's hard to do that stuff, and uh, and also oh, another- the end of the affair was what I was thinking of. Oh, okay, I didn't even see that. Either. Oh, it's super sad, but it's great. Jeez, it's a really uh, it's a beautiful book. It's one of my favorite books. Um, written by Graham Greene. But also, planes, trains, and we mentioned it before in the podcast about this very for this very reason. Planes, trains, like. The acting in that is unbelievable. There's dramatic scenes. Yeah. That would have gotten an Oscar, I think, if it was came out now. Uh, yeah. I've I said this before on the show. Maybe, like, Lebowski probably should have been nominated. It, yeah. No, at least nominated. Yeah, you're right. Um, but I think the the guys who can do that fine line of drama and comedy within drama, uh, the, uh, the Coens do it better than anybody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where you go, this is so serious and so funny at the same time. It's really just masterful masterpieces. So let me see what's your uh, what's your list of Todd Phillips. All right, well it starts. I'll uh, see if I agree or disagree. You don't realize he doesn't have a ton of movies. No, he doesn't. That he's at, so he's yeah, a part of your bottom produced. three are like Hangover one, two, and three. Um, and I don't even know if I can put. Well, here's the thing. I Larry Charles directed Borat, but Todd Phillips produced it, or that would have been really higher up on my list. Yeah, because it's so. So fucking funny. Yeah, it's I mean, funny. it's insanely funny, and it still holds up. Like I watched it recently; it was just <laughs> fell falling off the couch in laughter. It's just ma- it's just amazing that they pulled it off, and for two movies. Yeah. Um. So I only it, it's it's an outlier on my list purely because he didn't direct it. But uh, I had to find a fifth one for my number five pick because I don't even really love this movie or even like it that much. But it's Starsky and Hutch. Um, Starsky and Hutch? Yeah, when it came out, it was like, oh, cool. I like Todd Phillips. I like Owen Wilson. Ben Stiller doesn't. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Snoop's in it. Um, it actually does have like that whole do it, do it. Well, that got me when I first saw it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, do it. Like, yeah, well, everybody was ben saying Stiller, that for right? a while. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And there's some funny scenes <laughs> at Juliette Lewis, speaking of which, is in it again. Um but yeah, it's all right. That's your number it's, five. Yeah, that's my. Yeah, but it's, we have funny people. Oh, Wilson, I love. I think, and he's really good. It's in it. an enjoyable watch. Yeah, I know you asshole. <laughs> uh, what's your number four? My number four is a little documentary called Bittersweet Motel. Really? And I know this is going to be uh, not on your radar. Todd Phillips in uh, the fall of uh, summer '96, fall of '97, followed. My favorite band and yours, Fish Around. Oh, right, right, okay. And it's a really cool documentary. It's a good music documentary. Uh, it, it, some of, sometimes it comes across as like, you're like, oh, those are my guys. You know, like, Trey kind of looks like an asshole. In a few really? Scenes. But I've heard later from the band, the band wasn't like thrilled with like what behind the scenes footage they used. Or Todd Phillips used. Because but a few of them, they come off like dicks. Or one of them, you know, some... So... 
it's like I know so much about the band. You're like, yeah, that's a little inaccurate. But there's great live music scenes, and it's a really fun fan documentary. But I think he didn't like them and didn't like the scene. So kind of use that as a way to... So he was almost like trying to be a dick, I've heard maybe? the band doesn't like the way... Uh, the it, movie came, came out. out or was edited but it did give me well, the, well if it makes them look like assholes that's <laughs> why but it did give me one of my uh, favorite was, movie posters of speaking all time. of Seinfeld that's what they said about the Seinfeld documentary comedian, comedian that Orny Adams was mad about the, he goes it's editing it's like no it's yeah, not editing exactly yeah um but it gave me I have this framed uh, in my apartment it's one of my favorite movie posters of all time is that it's the movie a, that's the movie poster Fish Bittersweet Motel. It's funny they put fish way bigger than Bitters- Bittersweet Motel. Well, Bittersweet Motel is a song that they have. So yeah, that's just kind of the, the title that they use. No, but I'm saying it's a movie poster. You think the name of the movie? No, because it's about the band. You put the band ahead of the Last Waltz. You know what I mean? You put no, you don't. You they put don't. Star look, at the, look at the, 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 the Last Waltz. All poster. right. Well, it's a cool movie poster, <laughs> and I have it framed. That's my point. <laughs> no, it's a cool poster. I'm not I'm saying staring at my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, uh, you might not have put this this low, but uh, I have my two others that I like ahead of this. Uh, and I debated whether to put this at two or three, but it's The Hangover. You put it at three? I put it at three, baby. Why is that? Well, uh, I love it. I think it's a very funny movie. It's got high rewatchability. Yeah. I think it probably passes my flip test. Um, oh, and yeah, I love absolutely. the cast in it. But you kind of know what happened. Uh, once you've seen it, and it's the big reveal at the end, it's still fun. It's got the funniest closing credits of all time. Um, but my number two, Road Trip, I like better. I think it's a funnier movie. Road Trip versus Hangover? I love Road Trip. Road Trip is very, very underrated to me. And what's your number one? Old school. Oh my god, yeah. Why did I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even think of putting old school. And like I said, two and three were, you know, kind of a really tight race. I would have been. This is my five. I would have been old school. Old school would have been number one. Number two would have been Hangover. Number yeah. three would have been Road Trip. And then four and five, I don't know. Let me Road see. Trip's a really funny movie. You're right. And it's a really well Todd Barry's in it. You know what's so funny? I did an audition the other day for a voiceover thing. Remember the, the scene at the end when he, they try to bully the kid at the college? And he's like, and he hops over the yeah. counter and he's yeah. a wrestler. Uh-huh. And he goes, he's like, let's go, Marys. Yep. That guy, that actor, oh, I nice. looked at this guy and I go, that's got to be the guy. I go, were you in Road Trip? He goes, yeah, how, did you, how do you know that? I'm like, you're the guy, you're the wrestler from the thing. The, uh, I would say absolutely the more old school why did I forget about old school it's uh, it's the best of his work I um everybody comes to, everybody's so funny and it Will Ferrell really shot him in a superstardom I'll tell you right now War Dogs I will put as my number four okay I, yeah, War Dogs is and then the Joker is number five because I haven't seen it <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like the Joker is gonna climb well, well we'll review these lists next week after we've seen Joker the uh, War Dogs I'll tell you right now I forgot that, um, It's not a comedy it's, it's got funny scenes in it But it's supposed to it's be lighter. like But yeah, yeah It's it was, a lighter drama But then it gets really heavy at the end Not heavy I enjoyed it Heavier But Jonah Hill is Like so yeah, good I'm a Jonah Hill fan Jonah Hill and, 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 Road Dog, and War Dogs Is like big He got big And War Dogs But it kind of works For the character Yeah But I think he just got big And then yeah Hands down Oh, I never saw a due date. That was him? Yeah. That's Todd Phillips' due date? They, they, they lump those in with produced 
Slash. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, he produced it. Well, I'm glad you did your research for the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I watched a lot of other stuff. You did have a gorgeous track. <laughs> no, that would be... So, Hangover, that would be it. Hangover Part 2 would be my number five. Oh, really? The sequel? I, yeah. Right? The sequels are fine. The, the, the second one, the, the third one's terrible. Yeah, the second one still has enough of the... So, two would be my number five, Hangover 2, and then I would go to War Dogs at number four, and then number three would be um, Road, Road Trip, Trip, and number two would be the first Hangover, and number one... Yeah, old school, like... Hangover First Blood. Hangover First Blood. Um, Road... Old school is like just blows all the ones oh, yeah. away. It's great. It's so good. It's got, I mean, yeah, Will Ferrell, a great, beautiful surrounding cast. Everybody knocks it out of the park. Everybody plays their part perfectly. Everybody's really funny. Vince Vaughn is great. It's classic Vince Vaughn. It's also a, a, it's a classic Will Ferrell. An original like plot. It's, it's almost a great like taking idea. Animal House and like exactly. turning it on its head a little and, bit. You know, there's boobies. There's college yes. fun. There's debauchery. But there's <laughs> yeah. also really smart and funny jokes. And it's, at one point he goes, "If we he goes, if I get out of college, I'm going to have to work at Taco Bell. You know, he goes, I'm going to work at Pizza Hut. He goes, you work at Pizza Hut now. He goes, yeah, but it's part-time, dick. <laughs> I remember hearing that first, and I've laughed my ass off. Nice doll, Frank. Yeah, thanks. She's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, Piven, I mean, hello. You're, everybody was Piven cheesy. plays a great Piven bad guy. Great. Uh, little crossover from Wes Anderson. The girl from Rushmore is yep. in it. Uh-huh. The, yeah, yeah. She kind of plays the same same character. <laughs> Not Margaret Yang, but you I know. know what a bribe is. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Margaret Yang. Then they have the, they have a great like um, supplemental scene where like what's his name is fishing, and then Craig Kilborn's car just crushes Jeremy Piven, goes <laughs> yeah. into the river and cr- crushes Jeremy Piven. Uh, Blue, I mean, I mean, it did spawn a bunch of assholes quoting the movie. Yeah, you're my bars. boy, Blue. Yeah, yeah. It's so good when it hits your lips. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's but, really funny. And that, the scene, the, the Home Depot scene. Oh no, no. What's the one where he goes? What do you got? He's explaining. He's, yeah. Good nice little Saturday. We're going to. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if I have time. <laughs> It's a really, I mean, that shot him into the, like the comedy gods. That's the thing. But here's the thing, like, and well deserved too. Cause how? So I can't look at Will Ferrell in that life. If you think of the more I think about what he said about woke culture, quote unquote, right? Is there a chance he's just saying that because? Yeah, it's probably like he didn't want to do comedies anymore for making the movies that he typically likes to make. He about- likes to make raunchy. Movies with nudity. And yeah, I guess that would be it. Because think about it. There's nothing really in old school that would be like now people are like, oh shit. There's like nothing racial. There's nothing. There's no rape jokes at all. Like, no I mean, they're implied yeah, rape like, or something. Why jelly wrestling? But it's like, so fuck yourself. But that's it's just like, like nudity. That, yeah, that's fucking lame if that's what but he's talking it's about. Like that I think is kind of what he's talking about where it's just like, oh, you can't make a movie. I mean, you got to remember that was 2003. No, it was, 2000, was it 2003? I, I think, think it was so. 2001 or 2002 or something. In that era. Whatever it was. Yeah, same. same. I was, how old were you? I was 20. I was 24. Yeah. 2003. So, yeah. So, I would say Not definitely we agree on one, but I think we have, I think Hangover, uh, I think Road Trip's amazing. Old school is it 2003, Andy's right again. I think I watch. I, <laughs> 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 it's the power of your nutsack being <laughs> Um I think Road Trip is like it's more fun to watch than it is like as funny as Hangover. Because you think Road Trip is better than Hangover? That's what you're saying. I think it's yeah, it's more fun to watch repeated on repeated. It's also like cast wise, like Breck and Meyer, like he's not funny. I, like, I he's a straight he's guy. Good and yeah, he's a good straight guy. Uh, Sean William Scott's very funny and a very underrated comedic actor. He's amazing. He's great. He's amazing he's in uh, Donkey 
trainer in old school. Yeah. Oh my god. It's it's so he's like he's like shut up. What? Yeah. Shut <laughs> up. What? Oh, it's so little thing. He's got he's got. You can tell he goes. Dude, oh, role models. Really... He's amazing role models. Yeah. Role models. Are under under. Uh, role model, yeah. He's good, man. So let's say the old school one. We should have just gone. We should have gone two Todd Phillips against each other. I should. You should have taken road trip. I would have taken. Uh, oh yeah, we could. Yeah, that'd be a good one. But we've done hangover you know, enough. You know, hangover enough. Yeah. But I'm excited for tomorrow, man. I'm excited to see Joker. I'm excited to see his. I think it'll have a turn, as it were. Think about it. Think about how much his tone has changed. Look at old school, and even if one's a comedy and one's not, and then look at War Dogs, or like even that. Like it's it's it, even the look of his movies have changed. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's be, what I'm saying. I, when you're doing comedy comedies, there's almost like this straight up, this straight up kind of filming. And then if you look at what he does now, everything's this is so much more stylistic. So it'll be fun. Uh, do we know who wrote it? Did he have a hand in writing it? I think he must he have. He must have. Well, isn't the writer not coming up? Scott Silver, who I don't know. Scott Silver, isn't that the guy? Oh, Joel Silver is the guy from who's he's in. Scott executive. Silver shot himself on 90210. <laughs> <laughs> I do you know that the one of the funny he was doing the loop de loop with the gun he was showing off for Brian Austin Green. He, he got it from his dad, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Check it out, man. He's doing the loop de loop. It's not Scott Silver, himself. it's Scott something Scott Silver. Else. No, Silver is David Silver. Oh, you're right. So he's not Scott Silver, he's just Scott something else. <laughs> he lasted like three episodes, right? Or that was like that first he got season. killed off. Yeah. <laughs> Blonde haired kid. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get out of here. We'll see you next week, guys. Oh, oh geez, we an abrupt ending. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm bringing up the plugging plugs. The plugging look, plugs. Uh, he, he like, looked out the window, got spooked. Oh, then, no, yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's see. I will uh, be in New York City all weekend. Um, if you are in the city, November 7th, I'll be headlining, doing a longer set at the Fat Black Pussycat at the Comedy Cellar. Uh, check andyfiori.com for all my dates. You can see me this weekend at the cellar, and I have a radio show on Sirius XM called The Raw Report. It is every Thursday at 4 p.m. on Raw Dog 99. And yeah, just follow me on andyfiori.com or uh, on all social. Andy Fury for everything. Awesome. I am at Shawnee Time on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. Yeah, really way to sell it. At Shawnee Time on Instagram and Twitter, and I, I'll be at the cellar all weekend this weekend. Stop. He's showing me his jeans no, right I'm now. Not. You yes, he yeah. canceled. <laughs> so uh, I feel uncomfortable. He's triggering me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I also have a show on Sirius uh, Satellite Radio. It's called Celebrate. We do it once a month. You can get, get a lot, pick up old episodes on the app as well, the Sirius app. So please check that out. Also, guys, defenders, yes. uh, make sure you tweet at us with your ideas for matchups. We had one I wanted to do recently. We'll probably do it next week uh, that somebody sent this in. We will. We do do the matchups sometimes. We want your opinions on the sh- episodes. We want you to let us know things that you would improve improve the show. Uh, opinions about <laughs> movies that we've done already or or new ones uh, email us defendyourmovie at gmail.com or just tweet at us and we'll respond right away uh, thank you guys so much and we will see you next week right Andy? that's right, <laughs> right talk to all you new Joker content can't <laughs> yes. wait I'm so yeah, excited we should just do a whole Joker episode I mean it's going to be a large well no because we won't want to spoil it for anybody oh that's true yeah. we'll give you our uh, as non-spoilery reviews as possible sounds like a plan alright bye everybody bye, bye.